Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are joining us from. As always, you are now listening to Home Girls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning, or doing any childcare-related activities. Sit back and enjoy. Hello, guys. I hope you guys are good and had a good week. Um, thank you for joining me again. And yes, I have another guest. Hi, Praise. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, so brief introduction. My name is Praise. I am I'm the oldest child and the first daughter also. Um, I have two younger siblings um, and I am a tech professional. Thank you. How's eldest daughter life been treating you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep question. You know, sometimes I wish I was the youngest child a lot of times because in my head, I'm just like, there's certain things that I know personally, I would not care to even think about if I was the youngest child. Like I see my younger brother, especially, and there are a lot of things and decisions he makes. And I'm just like, yeah, if I was in your position, I might not even think about that. So for me, I would say I'm very, very, as an oldest child, I am a very big planner. Like now I do it. Now I'm older. But growing up, I had to help my mom plan a lot of things. If something was, if she was hosting anything, I was the one that was running around helping her out with that. A lot of things I was always told when I was growing up was always like, you need to, you can't act um, in a certain way because your siblings are going to take after you. Um, it's like, there's a lot of pressure for you to be the best of the best as a first child, in especially as a first daughter in a lot of families. I don't know how it is for women that are first daughters, but not the first kids. But for me, I would say there was a double pressure of, apart from being the first daughter, you're also the first child, if that makes sense. So anything that's, that you do would reflect on you and your siblings. So, yes. yeah. I think this is interesting because I feel like there's definitely a thing with gender. Um. I recently finished my master's and I did my um, thesis around parentification. And definitely there are studies out there that show that girls are more likely to be parentified. And I think that comes with a lot of um, issues such as internalized misogyny and um, moms kind of being the ones to kind of continue pushing patriarchy forward. Um, in a lot of households where there are all boys and no girls mm -hmm. the pressure often ends up just the mom doing it that's not to say that there, I know there are sons out there that actually do take on some of these roles but I think the the majority of it just ends up falling back on the mom um so even with like my best friend who I co-founded homegirls with she's she has an older brother so the firstborn of the house is a boy and then she's the second yeah. girl but most of the responsibilities to do with things like domestic caretaking is all on her and I think her brother probably ends up taking things like finances um more than like any domestic stuff um I do want to test this theory out. So I'm actually going to have some, a twin on the podcast mm -hmm. um, who whose twin is a boy. 
Um, and oh. I, I'm, I want to talk to her about her experience and how her parents um, parented them being twins and the gender differences. Because she definitely says that she feels like it doesn't matter. Her and her brother were both born on the same day, but the treatment is so different. Um, so I'll see how that goes. Um, in terms of the planning aspect of things, do there are I do feel like being an eldest daughter, you kind of end up in jobs that kind of do a lot with helping each helping other people um and you're in tech how do you think that went for you how did you end up in the role that you did okay so to be specific i'll say for me i'm a technical project manager so i started off as a software engineer one of the reasons i even moved into project management was because of how i um, saw a lot of things that was that were was going wrong when it came to software engineering, and for me as a project manager, I now have the role where I kind of see the bigger picture, managing a lot of processes that typically happens. Um, for me, I will say for me, like I'm very proactive. One thing about first a lot of first kids and first daughters is you're very good with doc, um, documentation. That's something I realized. Like. We, a lot of us have our, our siblings' documentation. So, like, it could be something like your passport or um, your green card or your social security, whatever documentation that they need. So, for me, I'm very, very proactive on documentation because I'm just used to it. I'm the one, like, my mom says I'm more careful than she is a lot of times. So, I'm the one that handles a lot of documentation, a lot of. Yeah time so I that kind of transfers to my job so I'm very big on documentation figuring out um who should write what what should be written and making sure that we are being proactive on whatever we need to do um a lot of times I see that a lot of times people just do things sometimes at my job yeah. and they don't care to document <laughs> compared yeah. to me where I'm just what like if I, <laughs> yeah I'm just like, if I don't document this thing, I'm going to forget. And everyone on the, mm. the meeting is going to forget. So that's something that's, I realize I do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think as I get older, um, if I don't write things down, it's not happening. Especially yeah. in terms of work, meetings. If my calendar is empty, I'm not turning up to any meetings because in my head it doesn't exist. So I completely relate um, to that aspect of things. Um, in terms of parenting your siblings, um, I think a lot of elders' daughters feel like, like being the first, you you weren't really parented yourself. So we kind of technically raised ourselves. How was that experience for you, like having to do things for your siblings when you kind of didn't have anyone to do it for you? Yeah, I'll say for me, um, there are times I enjoy it. Like there's certain things I just generally enjoy doing for my siblings. And I'm just like, you know what? I already know how to do this. I enjoy doing it. Um, as someone that is Nigerian-American, <sighs> 
Um, even though my family lives in America, there's still that very huge Nigerian influence. Like I remember when I was younger and like my brother would do something. Oh, okay. I remember there are times my brother would like leave the house without telling anyone and just wander and go to his friend's house. And my mom would come back from work. And then the next day is like, I'm the one being yelled at when yeah. a whole child left the house <laughs> without telling anyone. <laughs> Yeah. And in my head, I was just like, it was when I got older, I was just like, bro, like, I had no business being yelled at for <laughs> what a child did. Like, I was also a child, too. Um, and from the looks of things, like, I think I've had this conversation with my mom where I told my mom, I don't want to be the bigger person all the time. Because growing up, my mom would always um, describe me as being very, un- quote unquote, understanding. I had, there was a shift that happened when I was done with college and I was having a conversation with my mom. I was just like, every single time, I'm the one that has to watch out for others. I'm the one that has to be proactive. I'm the one that has to check in with people. I'm like, even something as simple as, okay, so when I was renewing my sister's Nigerian passport, when my sister was renewing her Nigerian passport, I had already gone through the process of renewing that Nigerian passport as an adult. So I just made it easier for for her. I told her the website to go to, what documents to show up with, and all of those things. When it was time, when I renewed my passport for the first time, I did not have to. Um, I did not have anyone to ask about that. I just had to do my own research and like make sure I had my documentations. So there are a lot of times I have to like be very hyper independent just to make sure that I get things done for myself. But when my siblings, it's time for them to do something similar, they like call me and be like, oh, have you ever done this before? How does this work? So, yeah. It's really funny you say that because I literally saw a tweet from another eldest daughter today that said she found out that her little sister who is applying for uni um, accidentally ticked that she had... um, criminal record Um, (laughs) I saw that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she was like um at the interview she had to explain it was a mistake and people were laughing and it just goes to show how much they need us and how much like we have to be there for them and I think to some extent I'm happy that we can be that for them that we didn't have to make life a bit easier because being out there as an immigrant child, as a non-white child is already hard enough. So having that little bit of ease, knowing that your siblings experience this, so you don't have to go through the same hardship is really nice. Um, being Going back to the topic of not wanting to be the bigger person, do you think it's turned you into a petty person for <laughs> what what's your experience with that? Um it depends on the situation to be honest. Yeah. Like I feel like for me where my pettiness comes in is when um like I always tell people I'm either 100% into doing something or I am very nonchalant about it. And me being 100% is a result of me being like a first child and like having to get things done. So one of the things I'm very petty about is when people don't give me information on time. Like if I, if you need something for me and 
you don't um <laughs> and you don't give me the right information i'm gonna be like okay since you don't want to help me help you you can do whatever you want like the moment I decide that I don't care about something, I'm very nonchalant about that, and it would not mm-hmm. disturb my peace. So, because and and I see it coming to play like when it comes to something as simple as someone asking me for like to help fix your resume, and I'm like, oh, okay, if I'm gonna help you fix your resume, this is the information I need. And if yeah. they don't come and give me that information, I'm literally not gonna care anymore. Yeah, like or people that come late to stuff that has to be done. I would just be like, you know what? You came late. I left. And that's it. That's something I can be really petty about. So I want to be friends with you because these are the exact things that actually upset me. Like my mom is so used to last minute behavior. Oh my God. I need this tomorrow. You and who? Because I tell you to give me notice. I have a job. I have other responsibilities. And sometimes even if I can do it, I'll say no just so that you can respect my boundaries. And I think yeah. it's really important um, to do these things because otherwise people end up taking your time for granted um, and just disrespecting you. Um, if, if Even if it's not intentional, it kind of yeah. builds a pattern where they're like, oh, praise will do it because she's got nothing to do with her life. So will tell her last minute to do something so I'm <laughs> I'm totally on it with you there and I'm glad that someone else feels that way are you still living in the household or have you moved oh no I moved <laughs> I did move so my family <laughs> so my family lives in Georgia but I live in Texas I moved to Texas 2021 fall 2021 so uh yeah it was like I always knew I was gonna move because I'll say this my mom and her siblings live like 10 to 15 minutes away from each other in Georgia I went to college in Georgia I did like when my family moved um from Nigeria they just went straight to Georgia so everything I had known was Georgia coupled with that and like the whole first child thing I literally was just like, you know what? I just need to move somewhere to another state to like start afresh and like get to know myself more. Cause I was leaving 45 minutes away from my mom. Um, <laughs> and there were times my mom would just randomly call me and she'd be like, oh, you need to come help me do this. And in my head, I'm like, mommy, you have two other kids in your family. <laughs> you literally have two other kids. You literally have two other kids and you want me to drive 45 minutes away. And I do love my mom and I do appreciate her. I am very, I think I've I've also been, um, been to therapy since I was a sophomore in college. So I think one thing my therapist made me understand was understanding my mom better. Cause my mom is also the first daughter of her family. So right. there's a <laughs> part. So I kind of understand her more now I'm older, but yeah. I was not, I, I did not see myself living um, close to my family, like, for a long period of time, so. Yeah, that's, I'm glad to hear that you you were able to escape. And um, one of the things that <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of eldest daughters either experience or are worried about in terms of moving is the guilt of leaving their siblings behind um, or the guilt of just kind of moving on from the family home 
Um, did you experience any of that? No. And I did I didn't because I think I went to boarding school when I was a very when I was younger. Okay. So boarding school, um going to boarding school at a very young age changes something in you where you get used to staying away from your family for a long period of time. So that was something that I did. And it kind of was helpful with me not feeling guilty. Like even when I moved to um from Georgia. I was interviewing for like a new job and I remember when I got the job offer I wanted um it was like oh it's going to be in Austin because I live in Austin, Texas. They were like, "Oh, it's going to be in Austin." And my first manager was like, "Oh, I hope that's not a problem." I was like, "That is definitely not a problem. I am ready to move." <laughs> and he was very surprised because it was like um during the pandemic because not a lot of people wanted to move um during the pandemic but for me when i made that call to my mom i said i did not ask her hey can i move to texas i was like oh by the way i got a job offer and i have already accepted it like i accepted it before i even told her so i was just like with or without whatever anyone says i'm going to move regardless because i want to move and that's where i got a good job at mm-hmm. even when i moved to austin i had I had one of my uncles that lives in Dallas which is like 2 hours away trying to get me to he was trying to convince me to move to Dallas and I was just like absolutely not <laughs> I'm not doing this apart I was like I'm not doing a part 2 of Georgia but um I did move and I've been enjoying it so far That's good it's like he wants you to leave one hot pan to another hot pan it's like yeah I'm literally leaving to have my independence Um how how was how was your relationship with your mom and your siblings after you moved? Do you feel like it improved or did it kind of stay the same? Um I would say for me it improved because me and my mom would just she would randomly call me and she would just be on the phone for like over an hour just talking and a lot of times when i was in georgia when that would happen she would she would want me to like drive 45 minutes away <laughs> to come see her but now it's just like i'm a phone call away so you can call me yeah or you can tell me when you want me to come to georgia and that has to be planned i'm not just going to up and leave and come to georgia so for my siblings for my sister my sister I think my sister realized a lot of things I was complaining about when I because I would say to be fair when I lived in Georgia there were there were certain things I would do like something that was as simple as buying Christmas gifts I was the one that was buying Christmas that was um going out to like sort out buying Christmas gifts for my family mm-hmm. members and my family members are over 20 in just one wow. in just Georgia so wow. let's see my mom and siblings there I have one of my uncles has five kids. The other has like four, then three, then three again. So, we're a big family. So, my I remember um the when did I move? I moved like October of 2021. December, my sister December, I did not spend Christmas with my family cuz I traveled to Nigeria and my mm-hmm. sister kept complaining. My sister was like, "Yo, I went to go buy the gifts, but My brother was my brother she was complaining of the fact that my brother did, was not helping her to um <laughs> wrap the gifts. <laughs> and I was just like what what do you think was happening before? Like 
a lot of times I was the one coordinating all of those things that happened. So my sister did not realize how much effort I was putting into that till mm. I moved. And then she was just like, wait, I have to do all of this yeah, <laughs> by myself. Like there's like very s- small things here and there that normally I will come down, da- I will drive down and do for my mom. And now my sister is like, I don't understand why I have to do this. And I was just like, but you, you were acting like, it was not a big deal before, so yeah. It's like after after they inherit the role, they know how much they actually got from you as their big sister, and that realization yeah. is probably a shock as well for them because sadly, that burden they have now inherited the eldest daughter role in the house, and. Yeah, it's it's really sad. And I hope she's managing at least. Um, <laughs> I hope she's managing now and is able to like set her own boundaries and um, put people in their place and stuff. Um, so in terms of um, looking after your yourself, what is it like making sure that you're good like when things are not going as smoothly in either like work or family how do you practice self-care I will say going to therapy has been a very um good start for me apart from that um pacing myself has been very good because when I was in college I put a lot of pressure on myself like I was I had three internships in college. I had two jobs at some point in college. I had put a lot of pressure on myself, but now I pace myself. Like I'm in grad school. Um, I should be done with my master's program, hopefully next year. But for me, it was like, like last semester, one of the things I did, I took three classes. This semester, I was just like, I'm only gonna take one class. And that was it because I realized I don't have to like always be strong and be, overachieving all the time like I realized that if there was any point I had to prove I have already proved it I don't have to keep proving myself all the time I don't have to keep proving that I'm the best best of the best child I don't have to prove I'm the perfect child so one of the things I do is pace myself and take one day at a time Mm -hmm. I'll say another thing I do is um creating a boundary so that I tell people like oh I I'm, I mean you told me this and it was late so I can't do it for you now like an example was my mom calling me to come to Georgia like in the next two weeks and I was just like I I don't see myself coming to Georgia in the next two weeks because one I should be told maybe a month or two before yeah and especially because I'm the one that's gonna pay for my ticket and apart from that if I go to Georgia, the neighborhood we live, there's no bus transportation, okay? So I might have to, like, rent a car and do all of these things. So if I put up all that expense, I'm it's not. I'm just going to go over my budget for the month. So I yeah. told my mom, I could come, I could come like, during the spring, but I don't see myself coming too soon. So I'm creating that boundary and telling everyone that I'm going to move on at my own pace instead of, like, going with whatever plans because a lot of a lot of african a lot of african parents will make plans and not tell you till the day off Honestly. and just expect you to show up 
and and do it. Like my mom does that sometimes, and sometimes I just go along with it. But when there are times when I'm just like, I don't want to. Like I'm not gonna go along with this because it was not my plan. It was your plan. So yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I love, love, love the fact that you said that you're done proving yourself. And I think so many of us eldest daughters want to get to that point and are working to get to that point um, of not like constantly working to satisfy everyone else but yourself, it seems like. Yeah. What What did you do to get to that point? Um, I think going back to therapy, but one of the things like the first therapist I had would told me was like you're doing well in school you're you're you've never been arrested you've never been to jail you have a good record why are you putting a lot of pressure on yourself and I think that made me realize that that I needed to pace myself and also being burnt out and realizing that a lot of things are don't mean that much as you think they they mean. So an example was last year. I was I, last year I started grad school and I was like I was always going back and forth Georgia and and Austin and let's say because my one of my cousins had a graduation, so I went. I, I remember I went back like in. April for her graduation then I went back in June for something else and then when I went back like I was just going back and forth Mm. Georgia a lot and I realized like yo I'm spending a lot of money I'm like doing a lot of things when only my sister and my one of my other cousins has come to see me in Austin so this year I was just like if anyone wants to come see me I live in Austin you can come see me you can ask for my address um when you when I will say this, when you when you are burnt out, when you are very stressed to the point where you've reached your breaking point, your body is gonna tell you, and you're yeah. going to like shut everyone out and like take care of yourself. I think getting to that point where I was so stressed and there was nothing I could do at that point to relieve my stress than just to be and not do anything. That was when I was just like, you know what? A lot of these things would not even care in the next one year. And that's fine and that's okay. That's such a good way to look at it. Um, And just to add, I think it's so, so remember, like you said, all these things that we're doing to be great, to be this and that. A lot of the time, people don't give a shit. Like at the end of the day, if it's not to do with them, if it's not to benefit them, the likelihood is maybe your parents and your siblings in some cases may care about how you're doing in life, but everyone else, no one really cares. I think this is a, a, a thing that as a society, we've been taught that you need to suffer in order to kind of feel like you're doing well in life, make sure that you're doing well in life and that everything is going well, etc. And it, it doesn't have to be like that. And I think it's great that you've gotten to that point where you're able to kind of cancel all the noise and just focus yeah. on you and what you need. Um, so thank you for that. I'll definitely be working on that because I need it. And I'm sure that there are some eldest daughters that will also do the same. So a few questions. 
if you had to go back, would you would you remain an eldest daughter or would you change your birth order? <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question. Oh my god. Um in my ideal life, I would be the last child and have like a mixture of older brothers and sisters like yeah. in my ideal life just be the last child and be be there for the vibes you know like when your family does like the holidays and you see the older kids running around planning i just want to be there and just vibe yeah i yeah. i i feel you <laughs> thank you for that and what's your favorite thing about being the eldest if any I'll say for me, um, being the oldest child, um, dang, I don't, is this favorite or is this trauma? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me frame this. <laughs> I'll say for me is being the oldest child, one of the things that being the oldest child has taught me is how to prepare being a parent or even think about if I want to be a parent at all. Mm. And a lot of times, a lot of younger kids don't realize that if you if you do like a survey, a lot of younger kids don't realize how much work it takes to have a child till they have a child. But a lot yeah. of older kids will take their time to like, oh, do I want to have this child? So that's something yeah. it's I, I'll say that being an older child, a first child has made me um, realize like the amount of work it takes to raise a child and um, take care of a child and making me question if I even want to have kids or not. And I do want to have kids, but I know I don't want to have kids right now. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Like a level of self-awareness of knowing like you do want it, but it's not right now. And that no one is going to like pressure you into doing anything. Um, so thanks for those. Um Thank you so much, um, Praise, for joining me today. I really, really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, do you have any questions for me before we leave um, or anything? If not, not to worry. Um, I really, really enjoyed speaking and you dropped a lot of good gems and I know the girls will also appreciate that. Yeah, I do have a question for you. Sure, go um, for, for you. Um, okay. Um, I would say, when did you realize that you needed to create like a boundary um, I, for yourself? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this question is funny because I remember this so specifically. Um, it was in 2018. I was, I just got into it with my dad and I was standing in some street in London sending paragraphs about how upset I was with him and when he responded he literally ignored everything I said and responded with something that my brother had done to him um mm -hmm. and I was like the fuck um this is not why I'm having a conversation with you and it just made me realize like you're actually I felt like a pushover I felt like it was I was good enough to complain to and be told people's problems to solve people's problems 
but I wasn't good enough for you to listen to the things that you've done for me and done to me. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of when I realized I was like, I actually need to be serious about setting boundaries. And I, after that message came through, I sent another message and be like, don't ever ask me about this. Don't ever talk to me about this. And that was the first time I ever stood up to my dad. And I feel like once you stand up to your parents, you can stand up to anyone. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like this power, you know, as Africans, especially the whole respectability politics of, oh, you need to respect your parents. You need to respect your elders. I'm like, respect is a two-way thing. Like, you don't just receive it. You actually have to treat people well to be able to, you know, get it. So I think from then on, I really became distant. I think distancing myself from him as well also helped me set boundaries and know that I can't continue like this. And it's been working for me great since then. So I really hope I continue doing it because I can't see myself going back to 2018 Yasin. I didn't like her that much. She was just taking everyone's nonsense. Yeah, I agree with once you set a boundary for your family, you can set a boundary for any other thing else. Because in my head, there's certain things that other people that are not family do to me. And I'm like, you know what? I have set a boundary for my family. I will set a boundary for you and I will not feel bad. If I could do that for my blood, I could do mm. that to you also. And that's exactly. fine and that's okay. Exactly. And I think also um, a lot of people might think, oh, you know, they're your family. But I, I think it's so important to realize that our relationship with our family um, kind of guide so many relationships outside of the family, like our friendships, intimate relationships, work, friend, um, work relationships. Because if you can't be vocal at home, you're likely not going to be vocal with your friends or at your work or in other areas of your lives. That's why I think it's so important to give children their voices at home. Because as immigrant children, you weren't allowed to talk back. Like you weren't allowed to defend yourself, to um, have your say. I remember um, one of one of our partners was telling us a story. So she's Ghanaian and um, mm -hmm. she, her daughter, when they first moved to the UK, her daughter um, got into trouble in school um, and they called her in and they were like, oh, she got in trouble because when we talk to her, she doesn't look at us. And to her, to the mom, that's out of respect in African culture. That when you, when an adult is telling you off, you don't look at them. But obviously in Western society, that's not a thing. So they saw it as a sign of disrespect. And she got home and she was telling her daughter off, but her daughter wasn't allowed to have her say. And she couldn't tell the teacher what was happening either because her mom never like let her talk at home. And I think this is the dangers of silence, silencing people and children because they grow up into adults 
who can't talk for themselves or speak up about the experiences that they're going through. So I think as elders' daughters, we should all work harder on defending ourselves and putting ourselves first and prioritising our own needs. Because at the end of the day, we are our longest relationships. We have it with ourselves. So we need to make sure that that one is the best one. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. God, I feel like we need to do like a whole event about speaking up for yourself and setting boundaries again, because it's such, I feel like boundaries get thrown around a lot, but they impact our lives in so many ways and definitely something that needs to be spoken more about yeah true thank you um so much and i hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as i enjoyed speaking to you and guys thank you so much for for listening i hope you guys enjoyed it as well um do you have any final words praise before we go off um I will say at the end of the day, pace yourself and respect yourself before letting people disrespect you as a first child and an eldest daughter. Well said. Thank you, guys. And thank you for for being part of this. Bye for now.